customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. I got Ty France pretty much everywhere this season um, because of your kind of like jumping up and down. Ty France, everybody. Ty France. Hello, everybody, and welcome to your most favorite show in the whole wide world. It's Under the Radar. Presented by Tops. Check out Tops Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Tops baseball cards. Uh, personal note, as is uh, tradition here, um, Alex Pardee tweeted a teaser about San Diego, and it looks like the Predator. Uh, so I assume there's going to be a very cool Tatis card coming out on Wednesday. <laughs> anyway, with me as always, your friend of mine, Ian Khan. Hello, my friend. Star of the Magnificent Morrison's, Ian Khan. Uh, probably third star. Yeah, come on. All right, fine. But, well, actually, hold on. Now i got to find out where Richard Kind and Ian Khan are in alphabetical order, and you top him. So if they do it like that, then you win. They're not. No, no, that's not how it is. I know. My friend and yours, Hey, good morning. How are you? It's Hi. early. Oddly well for uh, where I'm at in my process right now, moving to California. All the big stuff is out of the old place. It is in either my parents' basement or my in-law's house. I'm at my in-law's house. It's very comfortable here. And uh, phase two, the actual move itself, starts next week. So I'm a lot less stressed now than I was yesterday. So I feel good. Good man. For those of you, I don't know if we mentioned this. Maybe you mentioned it under the radar a bunch, but... Well, this is under the radar. I'm mean, Sorry, I meant rates and barrels. That's right. Derek Ryder moving across country, not going to be here next week. Uh, Ian Khan going on vacation, not going to be here the next two weeks. So uh, yeah, it's possible, though things might shift because of life. So right. as of now, fair. Um, so fair. we're I'm gonna. I'm on the hunt for replacements. Um, I definitely want Gene McCaffrey. Still got to ask him. And then chair number two for next week, I think, uh, will be a surprise. And then we'll figure out who. Oh, the- I might. I, I might be back next week. Oh, so. It could be you and Gene McCaffrey, which I think you'd enjoy a lot. I like Gene McCaffrey. I had a really great conversation with him in the in March. There you go. It's all about it's all about good conversations on the phones with great fantasy baseball players. I will say, my wife, you know, oh, I was did you talking call? To did you call Gene McCaffrey? I did. Yeah, <laughs> I want to talk with Gene McCaffrey. What are you talking about? I called him in March about AL labor. It's just random. No, it's not random at all. Hi, Gene, you don't know me. For- I got your number from Ron Chandler. Uh, he knows. No, I got my number. I got I got your email through through you know one of the group emails of the in the athletic and i wrote to him before al labor saying hey you 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 do the al 
you know, you have a lot more experience in only leagues than I do. I'd love to get as much input as I could from you before I go into the auction. That was exactly what I did because I was like, I want to do well. So I worked my tail off and Jim McCaffrey took my call and stayed on the call with me for a long time. But the joke is becoming that. So I was talking to Fred Zinke on the phone on Saturday because we're going to talk about this later. We're not going to get <laughs> I was going to say, now. you just segued right into the thing you said. Let's I know, not do but, but no, no, because I have something funny that my wife said to me. So I was on the phone because Ariel, Ariel Cohen and Fred Zinke did a, a podcast together on Ariel's show last week. And Ariel's, I was like, did you listen to the show? Did you listen to the show about Howard Johnson or all the other, other people he has on? I'm like, Ariel, I'm not listening to so many shows. And they said, well, I got Fred Zinke on the show this week. I was like, well, I'm listening to that one. Um, and so I, they got into this very interesting conversation that we're going to talk about later in the show. So I called Fred and I was on the phone with him and my wife was like, who are you talking to? I was like, I'm talking to one of the best fantasy baseball players in the game. She said, you know, you say that a lot. How many are there? <laughs> That's a good point, man. You really do have to come up with some rankings. <laughs> well, you got to put Zinke in the top. I don't know. Well, we could do that in the offseason. Well, no, we could do that right now. I think Zinke, no. Ronis, Tristan. Uh, Larry Schechter. All right, no, 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 no. Let's let's. I'm let's, not let's putting get, them in order. I'm just throwing out four who I think I would put in those top. Scott Angle actually right. wins a lot. Um, not the Tout Wars stuff, but a lot of other stuff. Um, maybe anyway, Hinkleman, so if we're, you want to count high stakes, what, you don't like this? You brought this up. I, I I didn't. No, I was making a point. That my wife is always like, "Really? Is everyone just one of the best players in the game? Like, how can everyone you're talking to? Like, if Ian I'm Kahn. talking to Glenn Colton, if I'm talking to if I'm talking to Glenn Colton, I say, you know, one of the you know one of the best players in the game. And she's like, just how are they all one of the best players in the game? I'm like, well, there's like you know, there's, these are good players. Anyway, so we'll get to that. We're gonna get to that later in the show. One of the most successful lawyers of all time. Who is that? Who Glenn Colton? Is he really? I mean, I will say this. He's the guy who is responsible for the handicap seats at Yankee Stadium, which are awesome. Yeah, I, I think he was like undefeated as a federal prosecutor before he went private. There's there's a great story behind that. Like, uh, like all, really? Yeah, all these people know Glenn Colton is like a fantasy baseball guy, but he's like an incredibly wildly successful lawyer in terms of winning percentage. Wow, so, that's wow. Yeah, why don't you have Glenn on and talk to him partially about that? You guys had him on while I was gone. I don't know. I, I know someone else in turn. Fair enough. All right, let's get into the, come on. We got a show to get on to. Yeah. Uh, some trades are happening and uh, some sneaky stuff might be happening in terms of that. Um, we got to talk your mean Mercedes post retirement because he's been on oh fire. Uh, Whatever. I want to bring it. <laughs> I want to bring up Enrique Hernandez and his keeper value, which I totally, think, I think yeah. is kind of interesting. He's very sneakily, quietly having a very good season. Um, then we're going to talk to DVR about his move. So let's get into it. Uh, our, our guy, we've mentioned three shows in a row. Hoy Jun Park, a very weird Yankees trade, I think. And Ian, maybe, I mean, maybe you can chime in on this. Um, also, maybe we can bring up our group text where you defend Aaron Boone and say he shouldn't be fired. Really? Did I say that? No. I just want oh, to fire right. you up. No, no, no. I, I like Aaron Boone. He's a very kind man. Keep going. <laughs> I, I think I have a point of view on this trade. Who do you like better, Aaron Boone or Richard Kind? Uh, Richard Kind, I like a lot. Right, He's cool. a nice guy, and he really does look like he could be my dad. Um so Hoy John Park, this trade that just went down, yeah, it's it's it was weird. And I was like, wait, what? And Robert Marshak oh, was like, what the hell? Like, why did they do that? I think this is one of those like fantasy baseball trades where you've got a roster crunch and you're either going to have to drop somebody or get some value for them. You know, like you send Willie Castro to somebody else for a fourth round pick, as I did with Rabbi Ari Sunshine a couple of weeks ago. He had a roster crunch. He gave me Willie Castro for a fourth round pick in next year's draft. Like, that's what it feels like. It feels like a 40 man issue. And um 
And so I, I think that's why they did it. I think they could also use another arm in the bullpen. The guy's numbers aren't great, but apparently his stuff's pretty good. I was but reading I think the that ground, that's he's what, in love with, Cashman's just in love with ground ballers. Okay. Well, I don't know why you do that with Glaber Torres, the shortstop, who, by the way, has had a very good week since we kind of filleted him on last week's show. I mean, he's been running. It's been it's been an interesting week in Yankee we, fandom. We did not fillet him. Okay, I did. I did. I filleted him. Filleted him. Yes, it's true. DVR, what do you think? Does that make sense on the Hoijun Park? Yeah, I think a lot of times with trades, there is a 40-man roster, like off-season component. Sometimes it's moving players that would have to be protected from the Rule 5 draft. Sometimes it's moving someone so you can protect someone else from the Rule 5 draft. And I think that was probably the case with Park. The Yankees just didn't see enough there uh, to justify burning a roster spot that way. I mean, right. with Pittsburgh, he can play a lot. Like I think this is this is a great landing spot. This is what we always want for players like Park. We want them to get a chance, even if it's only a third of a season, if it's two months for him to be a regular player, just to see what happens against top-level pitching. The power has been pretty light at most of his minor league stops prior to this season, so I think I'd be hesitant to think that he's a 25-plus home run guy in the big leagues, but the plate skills are good, the batting average should be solid, he can run a little bit, and even if this year's AAA power is not real, he is not completely without power. So I'm in on Park, I think, as a deep mixed league flyer, especially the keeper in Dynasty Leagues we talk about. I think there's definitely a spot at the bottom of your roster for him, and I think he's one of those guys moving over AL to NL, if you're in an NL only league, yeah. he probably won't cost that much, relatively speaking, but he might actually play quite a bit and provide a lot of value off the wire. He's on he's on zero radars. You know, like you can get him for a buck, I think. Mm, I mean, if, if people are paying attention in NL only, they should they should I would think he's gonna cost three to four dollars. This is a good time, by the way, in only leagues to pick up players that are now playing every day. Right. Like Andy Abanez has just, it's a lot of movement in lineups, right? Like Nick Solak gets sent down in Texas, which is sort of an under the radar move. It's like, wow, all right, all right, yikes. Yeah, okay. I love Nick Solak, start of the year. Right. And now Andy Abanez is moving to, is moving to everyday at bats, you know? And I was able to we pick him up. We talk about him a lot on the show. Yes, we do. Control that you, rundown. Yes. Hello. 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 So Andy Amanya is now getting looking like full time at bats there in Texas. And there's somebody else who's getting. Oh, oh. And Curtis Terry got pull, uh, picked up. Um, he's a, he's kind of a masher. First base, third base type in Texas. And it uh, looks like he might get some playing time, too. You know, they're going to they're going to try people out. It's a good time. You know, it's the it's the backup closers, the backup closers. What the hell is that? The setup guys who are going to be, you know, getting their getting closer jobs. And they're going to be guys who are going to be moving into lineups that because of trade so you know we're we're seeing teams we're seeing teams kind of fall into place now it's like really like center season center cut you know late july early august season you know who's completely stopped getting saves is jake diekman yeah yes Trevino's i thought he'd get more right now i thought he'd be at least you know by 12 but now he's, he's, yeah. he's stuck at he's been stuck at seven for like two months. It feels like yeah, no. Nah, Trevino's got that, and and that that may be a place where you you can see the A's get themselves a a, a Craig Kimbrell kind of thing, you know, like that's they they could get themselves a Rich Rodriguez, you know. This is when the A's typically do buy in. Another team that like is going to buy and not sell at the at the deadline, the Mariners. I mean, did you see what happened last night in the game? No, I have. I you know, this is it's very early. We're doing the show early. For yes, I think for DVR, right? Nah, for me, I've got to go into the city for a for a thing with with my wife. But then, 
So the, yeah, but no, for thank me, you. It's me. Right. I'm the one who thank requested it. I'm a camp. Yeah, it's all of us. But um, but I'm the, the Mariners were today. down. Minor, the Mariners were down seven nothing to the Astros, right? And they came back and won eleven eight. And they've got a winning record. Like the Mariners are playing great baseball, and Jared Kelnick still can't hit, but they're still winning. They're winning baseball games. Mitch Hanniger has to be in the conversation for MVP. He just does. I mean, he's just you know, and not not to win because that's going to be Otani or maybe Vlad, but he's going to be top ten for MVP for sure. Ty France is a three fifty five on base percentage. Does he really? He leads that's the majors in hit by pitch. <laughs> Could you imagine, if he didn't hit his, if he didn't hurt his wrist, I think we'd be talking more about Ty France and, and not on this. He probably rate rates and barrels probably. Uh, what are the rates and barrels looking like over there for Ty France, DVR? Good, striking out less than ever, leaning into a lot of pitches, still walking at a clip similar to last season. I mean, he's he's a nice player, nice hitter, and I think the way things broke on their depth chart, I mean, the Evan White injury especially. Yeah. Kind of stabilize some playing time on the infield for a guy like France, who I thought was vulnerable if he didn't hit, right? We said that about Dylan Moore, too. Like the, yeah. the threshold for guys like this is it's pretty thin. It's it's the same kind of problem that Oijun Park is kind of entering into. If he's good for the final two months and we put him on the depth chart for 2022 and he's got a spot to call his own, it could take only a bad month for him to start to lose a significant share of playing time. I think sure. you could say that for sure about about Dylan Moore coming into the season, even though what he did last year was outstanding. I think you could also say it about Ty France, too. But Ty France has always hit. You know what I mean? Like, Hoy Jun Park, this power came out of nowhere. The, even the batting average, you kind of say, came out of Like, Ty France was hitting, like, Jed Jerko numbers in the minors, man. Like, he was just awesome average, a lot of power. Just, you know. I mean, I, I remember that you. I got Ty France pretty much everywhere this season um, because of your kind of, like, jumping up and down. Ty France, everybody. Ty France. So it's uh it's fun. It's fun when he's doing well, I'll tell you that. And he's got lots of eligibility now. He's got first base, he's got second base, chance at third base for next year. It's pretty, pretty exciting. And by the way, uh Ian Khan's dynasty ranks coming out at some point. Yeah, they should be coming those. out tomorrow. They should be coming out tomorrow. Uh, well, your editor might have other things going on, so it might be a couple They days. might be coming out on, on Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. <It> might be. <laughs> I have been doing my best on the spelling, though. I really have. Oh, that's, that's much appreciated. I just put yeah. it up there and let the commenters be like, hey, uh, you know. Ian Khan, what are you, an idiot? <laughs> Who's or is Raul Abanez Jr.? Yeah. <laughs> Why is the JR part all in caps? It's fair. Well, it's fine. It's fine. Um, it's, it, it's, it, it's fun, though. It's fun. Watching watching players move up and down the list every day is an interesting experience. Well, you just do it, you know, do it when you're comfortable. It's not like you got a Wednesday di- deadline. Go ahead. Aaron Nola went from, like, I, I was so down on him. I was like, he was up in the 90s or something. And then he had his uh, dominant start the other day. And I was like, all right, cool. I can bring him back down a little bit. But down to, you know, closer to uh, top tier. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Toledo Mudhens bats. What is this? Oh, I threw it in there because we, I, we got this email from BetMGM being like, there was a big. They let us know like someone put like a significant bet, um, and someone put a thousand bucks on the Tigers to win the AL Central, uh, which I think they're like thirteen and a half games out right now. And I'm like, they that's crazy. Just put it down. Yeah, thousand bucks. Thousand dollars. Well, they're oh, they had crazy. It's like ten thousand to one or something. Anyway, yeah, a thousand bucks. The thousand bucks will win them a hundred thousand dollars. And I'm thinking of putting twenty bucks down to win two thousand. Because I went and looked, and I'm like, what, what is – like, someone's got to see something in the Tigers. Unless it's just like some really, really rich guy. Richard Richard Kind is out here putting down 1000 bucks on the Tigers. Um, yeah, no, I just don't I, – I can't see it. Like, I just don't yeah, see he's that He's got a lot of stuff in his career, but he's got a lot of money. I'm talking about the know, White Sox. I'm talking, about, <laughs> I'm talking about the Tigers, and I'm talking about the White Sox. Like, the White Sox are really good, and they're just getting better because um, – you look like you're right. Eloy and Louis Robert are coming back. And can I talk about what an idiot I am? I drafted in Tout Wars Louis Robert and Eloy Jimenez, and then I turned them back in for Fab. Yeah, yeah. But when they got hurt, both. they were gone for the season. They, they, I know. I think well, they come back too early. Well, Louis Robert was done for the season. That was sure. Louis Ro- and Eloy was coming back in late September or mid September. And now they're coming back. It's 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 very frustrating, you know. But that that's a pretty good indication of the Tout War season for me. Um, how's but, your How's your labor team doing? It's really it's uh, uh got a yeah. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty strong. It's gonna be yeah yeah pretty strong. Anyway, anyways, <laughs> I was researching the Tigers. No, no, you know, people are asking me about that. Like, am I am I superstitious about it? No, I'm not superstitious about it at all like i have a 26 point lead right now in al labor i think i'm at 106 Schechter's at 80 eno's at 79 or something and colton wolfman 77 it's not that it's not i'm not superstitious about it like talking about it that way i just want to be respectful of great players and i've had a lot of great fortune on that team and not not many bad injuries which really helps in in an only league that's the only reason i just don't want to sound like you lose six points in each category and you're done yeah. Okay. That's not happening. But okay. Maybe you shouldn't come out here I'll bragging about it. <laughs> See, there you go. There's the flip side right there. There you go. Boom. Ba- booyah. Um, yeah. So uh, Eloy and Louis Robert. But but I did grab Eloy and TGFBI. Robert Mershak oh, and I grabbed uh, Eloy Jimenez and TGFBI. I guess about three weeks ago, and I'm pretty pretty freaking happy about that. I see you snuck in Adam Fraser trade. Unless yeah, DVR I'm curious. No, I did that. You know why I put that in there? Because I, I own Adam Frazier in one important dynasty league. I had traded for him, traded Miguel Vargas straight up for for him, Adam Frazier, in an OBP league in Devil's Rejects. And I just, you know, now there's talk about Eric Hosmer possibly being traded. Who's taking that contract on? Who? Nobody. Who? Right. So, I mean, I just don't know where the playing time is going to go. I guess that ends Profar's playing time. Is that, I mean, I, I just don't understand... I, you know, I mean, the Padres are just like, sort of like, yo, we're not, we're going to make sure that our team is solid no matter what happens, I guess. But they're certainly not thinking about our fantasy teams because now Cronenworth, I mean, we're going to find time for everybody. 
I was going to let DVR That's, talk. Yeah, DVR has to say. This definitely hurts Profar, you guys. Like, yeah, this no, is, Profar. This is bad this for Profar. It destroys Profar, but but it also hurts Hosmer. It also hurts Cronenworth. I mean, it hurts Kim. Like, I I just I I don't I don't get it. Like, I don't I don't I don't get it. Cronenworth is safer than I realized going into the season. I know he's versatile. I just I I missed on how much time off he'd get every single week. He's had. He's had two days off since June 17th. So, like, tough lefties is when he sits. Right. Most of that time comes at second base. I think they can play Hosmer less, play Cronenworth at first. It does hurt him a little bit. But it hurts still, him he's, a lot. He's going to be at, like, an 80% playing time share instead of 95. Cronenworth is safe, but who it hurts is Hosmer. It really hurts Hosmer's playing time, I think. And I just don't yeah. understand it because... I mean, unless I'm wrong, isn't Frazier a lefty as well? Is he a switch hitter? That would be a, that would be bizarre if I got that wrong. Well, while you're looking at Frazier's a lefty. Yeah, well, I'm looking it up. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm doing. I'm like, I'm like, is Frazier, is he a switch hitter? <laughs> Your no, son's no, 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 he hits lefty. <laughs> That's not funny. Um, no, he, <laughs> no, he definitely, he's a lefty. He's a lefty. I mean, he can play outfield, but I don't know. It just seems like unless you're taking time away from Tommy Pham, or Will Myers? I don't know. It just seems like a well, seems like everyone. An odd... the, the, all those people you've named, except for Tommy Pham and I guess Hosmer, can play all over the place. You know what I mean? Profar can play all over the place. Hassan... Profar's not playing, man. I'm, say Profar... I'm, just, I'm just saying, like all these, out of like a couple guys, even Frazier can move around. You know, second short, second short, and probably third. You can stick anyone at first. Maybe they can throw him in center field. See what he looks like there. They, yeah, he'll play. He can't play first. He's five two. Um, but he he's not really five two. But he he can play the corner outfield. He can play second base. He's not really a shortstop. I guess you could try him at third. Um, I don't know. It's just it, I think it's it's one of those pickups where it's like I'm just going to load this team up just in case of injury. Because like you look at what happened with the Yankees and like they're decimated by injuries, and so it has that it has that feeling. I guess that's the only thing. I just it just didn't make sense. I was like the Mariners need him. The White Sox freaking need him. Why is he going to San Diego? Because they can. I guess because they can. To Capito Mar- Marcano does the trick. And then there was yesterday, did you guys notice the Whit Merrifield going to the Mets trade that was out there? Was it the Athletic who broke that? I have no idea. There was some talk. It was like JT Ginn and some other prospect going to Kansas City. And I was like, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Like, why would the, why would the Royals do that? It doesn't make any sense. Like they, 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 if they made that trade on July 30, 30th, that would make sense, but not now. Like they get so much more and then it just kind of floated away. Uh, you know, do you not believe like half of these things are made up kind of? Yeah. Well, planted now by, I do. Planted by agents. Whit Merrifield, apparently, because that he didn't go anywhere. They just won seven. They're in the midst of a seven game winning streak, right? The Royals. I think, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. They, they seem to be, you know, Barlow and Holland are pitching a lot. I noticed that. Okay, do you want to you want to talk about this clown? And that's what I'm going to call him now, the clown. I don't know. You t- Harrison Bader. I don't know where you are in the rundown. Your mean Mercedes. Shall we talk about the clown? You mean our mean Mercedes? Your. Yeah. Right. He's he's not our anymore. He's your mean Mercedes. I, I mean, you you lose him at a loss, then I guess, right? Yeah, I don't own him anywhere, but I'll tell you this. Your mean Mercedes. I got a text. We got a text message saying Tony Larusa ruined your mean Mercedes's career. And no, your mean Mercedes ruined your mean Mercedes's career. I don't think That's so. what I think. Look at you. Absolute Didn't clown. We talk about this Absolute. last show. 
No, we didn't. Well, he retired after the show. He, he <laughs> it's over. But I think we talked it's about over. it during the show anyway. Anyway, no. continue, continue. I, I I think I've said my piece. I mean, your mean Mercedes, like you know, there's talk of like should he be traded to a different team? Like, where who wants him on their team? Who wants a quitter? Straight up quitter. Yeah, I don't want to play in my new leagues. Not fair. I'm I'm 28. Shut up, you punk. That's my opinion. DVR. I really follow that don't one up. DVR. <laughs> care like I. Like not not about what you said, but just in terms of, of Mercedes. Like I, I, I don't mind this. Like I, I'm, I, I. It's a sign of immaturity to retire on Instagram mid season that way, right? <laughs> Clearly, but does it change whether or not you trade for him? Like I, I think the bigger issues have always been his lack of a good defensive position. He's versatile because he doesn't play any position well not because he <laughs> plays a bunch of spots well right like the, the like where can we put this guy we want him to hit we want to give him a chance and oh he's not really that good behind the plate uh, he's not really that good in left field uh, he's just not that good at third base or first base i thought the only place he could really go via trade would be oakland because they along with the rays were the two yeah. suitors for nelson cruz and I didn't think he was good enough for the Rays to get him if Cruz went to Oakland. But Cruz went to Tampa Bay. Oakland's cheap. Your means cheap. Maybe. Just mm. maybe there's a fit there. But I still think the league figured him out. And whether he yeah. would adjust back, that's a really big question. I don't know if, you, if you're contending for a playoff spot right now. Is he the guy you want to take that chance on when you can get any veteran player to just fill a DH spot? It doesn't have to be a guy that doesn't play any defensive position well. So then you're looking at rebuilding teams. Do you look at him as a cornerstone for a rebuild or a guy you want to take a flyer on at 28? If he were 24 or 25, I'd see it. I, he'd be in the conversation of the the guys that got moved, right? Like, uh, like Greg Dykeman, the guy that the A's traded to the Cubs. I think he's a little more interesting right now because he's a few years younger. And I think because he can also play some defense, he'll have a chance to show the Cubs what he can do in the final two months of the season. I just I'm having a really difficult time finding a match for Mercedes, uh, but I'm not I am not willing to write him off completely because of the Instagram retirement the way you are, Ian. I'm I'm more open minded. I just don't want him on like a team that I'm rooting for. Like I wouldn't want him in my clubhouse if I was a baseball player. Back to the Trevor Bauer just came out that everyone, no one in Los Angeles wants him back. Like, how do you want a guy who's like, you know what? This I quit. I quit. I mean, literally, I quit. I quit. I should be up. I quit. I quit. I'm hitting 190 since I think just May. Said, uh, I quit. I quit. I it's over. Sorry. It's over. It's over. Well, okay. But like when the going gets tough, the, 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 the punk get going. Sorry. I just... Like, you know, I don't care anymore about your mean Mercedes. I think he's, I think he's a, he's, he's a, he's a bad baseball player right now and not a guy who like, I don't know, like I was, I was going to go look up to see what team could possibly take him. And I can't think of anybody either. You know, it just doesn't, who, who wants him? I don't know. Maybe Rockets. Seattle, Rockets. Seattle could use him. How though? That's always There's no how. DH. These things happen. There might be next Universal year. DH yeah. next year. So I guess if, if you want to just throw him at first base after you move CJ Crone and say, we really don't care about first base defense at all anyway. So let's just see what happens. You know, all right. I got one place where he could go. 
Let's see how Greg Bird's doing in the minor leagues. <laughs> he came from Baltimore. He, he could. He. Your mean Mercedes. Th- there would be. A, I, I. I. I would be interested in your mean Mercedes if he got traded to Baltimore, because that left field fence. I think he could do a lot of damage. But but like DVR said, the league figured him out. Like that's what happens. You get. You know, you the Aristides Aquino, the Yermin Mercedes, the Shane Spencer going back almost 20 years now, for God's sakes. Like, this is what happens. You come up and you, you know, you mash and you mash and you mash and they go, wait, he can't hit a high inside fastball. Throw him high inside fastballs. That's it, you know? I, I feel like Tony LaRusso shattered what, his confidence. I think we all know that. I don't think so. I think his confidence was already shattered before that. What was the date of the of the Homer Gate? The 3 0 Homer Gate? I don't even think it's a confidence problem. I I just, I think think the league adjusts to you and you have to adjust back. He didn't adjust back quickly enough. They're trying to win the AL Central. That's it. I don't, I don't think this is a Tony LaRusso thing. I also, I I mean, we're at, we're at a point now where it, what are the odds he's fantasy relevant again this season? Like, is he even worth being worried about outside of really deep dynasty leagues and like AL only leagues where you'd stash him in reserve? Oh, if it goes to the Orioles. Right. Well, then everyone will go pick him up, but he's on waiver wires in 15-team leagues for sure. On in May 17th, on May 17th, he's hitting 364. Yeah, but what was he? But that was all April. May 1st is when the, you know, Cinderella went back to the, you know, the pumpkin turned back into the pumpkin or whatever, you know? I mean, you know. Not <laughs> really. It was I mean, a carriage he, that turned back into a pumpkin. That's, yeah, I think that's how that works. Yeah, no, 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 he was doing. All right, I think me, we just found our opening for the show this week. Go ahead. It was a white pumpkin, and then it turned back into an orange pumpkin. From May first to May eighteenth, he was hitting two ninety four with a three fifty seven on base percentage. May first to May eighteenth. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I guess I have my 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 numbers uh my numbers slightly off. Sorry. Right. Why, why is Rowdy Telez on? Oh, the oh, you're just gonna leave it on that? Okay. Yeah, Fair. I got it because I don't want to talk about the punk anymore. That's who he is until further notice. For anyway, me, just point, for me. The point is, since he's his retirement, well, you hated Clint Frazier at one point too, and now you love him. No, I don't. I think it's a punk. No, he's not a punk. He he he's done better. He's grown up. My problem is always the same, man. If you put yourself ahead of the team, you're a punk. Period. Yes, he'll puig punk. That's why. And what's happened now? He's out of baseball, as as he should be, unfortunately. Your mean Mercedes put himself ahead of the team. Punk. Clint Frazier, when he was putting himself ahead of the team, punk. No longer putting himself ahead of the team. No longer a punk. It, that's it. It's it. It's, it's, it's all about that. It's all about what do you like in the in, in the rehearsal room, going back to actors. You're, are, you, are, you think, are you putting yourself ahead of everybody else? Because if Is you this- are, you have no value. Is this why you never say nice things about Burn Gorman on the show when we ask? Burn Gorman was excellent on Turn. Really, I mean, and and I could I, Burn Gorman used to do stuff on Turn. This is on Turn, by the way. Burn Gorman. Burn Gorman used to do stuff, and I would just laugh my ass off. I'd be like, I'm like Burn, how are you getting away? He's like, I don't know. You know, I mean, people seem to like it. I'm like, yes, people love you, but he does these like these big acting choices. He's a great actor. Burn Gorman is a great actor. Not good, great. All right. Roddy Telez, bro. Roddy, Roddy Telez. Let's talk about Roddy Telez. Is he coming back? I have not been paying any attention since he went to Milwaukee. As a Milwaukee Brewer, he's hitting 333 with two home runs, a 1.058 OPS, 433 on base percentage. I mean, that's over 30 plate appearances, and he had a two home run game last night. So, Whoa. Okay. I'm, I'm down. Take what does notice like of Roddy Telez, man. That's a good under the radar pick. I might have to pick him up in Tower Wars. DVR, what, what does Rowdy look like in. In Milwaukee, does he look good in the colors? Does he look good in the blue? I mean, that man looks good in every color. But the problem 
I had until at least the last couple of days is just the playing time has been even lighter than expected. They've they got Colton Wong back at second base, so Jace Peterson can eat into the playing time now at first a little bit. They they like Peterson. He takes good at bats and plays all over the place. I, by the way, teams seem to ver- to value defensive versatility probably more like now than ever. Like they just they seek that out. Like there's so many players on good contending teams that can play three or four spots, right? We were just talking about a few of them a little earlier, but like a guy like Jace Peterson, who I think is kind of just so-so as a hitter, gets more playing time because he can be that perfect glue guy. Someone needs a day off, someone rolls an ankle, someone's on the IL, you go right to the same guy and you just put him in a different spot. I think it's really Telez versus Keston Hira at this point for regular run at first base. Ordinarily, Telez as the lefty would get more starts facing the righties. I don't think it's a straight platoon situation, though. I think it's more of an even split where here is going to sit against very tough righties. Telez is going to pick up those starts, and here is still going to get the lefties. So, you know, 50 50, maybe 60 40 favoring Telez if here is striking out too much. So, uh, I have a hard time with Telez in weekly leagues, especially because yeah. he needs the schedule to really fall in his favor to throw him out there for a full seven day stretch. There's another. Is all right. Let me ask about another Milwaukee Brewer player. Nando, is that cool? Or you got more? I, you know, please, I love when you ask questions on the show. Tyrone Taylor, is this for real? I mean, is he going to play? Is he going to continue to play? I am worried that with Lorenzo Cain coming back, yeah. there's one more in the outfield. I mean, you're going to play Yelich. You're going to play Avi Garcia, Bradley because of his defense sticks around. Taylor's got options left. Those other guys don't. So I could see Taylor still being an up and down guy, even though he's doing I mean, everything well, he needs to do to stick around. Yeah, that's I, that's the question. But he's a, he's a guy that I just keep picking up and dropping in dynasty leagues um, because he's still under he's still under 350 at bats too, which is surprising. Um, or he was as of last week. Let me see if he still is. Yeah, he's well under. He's 206. So like, there's still plenty of time to stash him. But the numbers are really good. You know, I mean, he's got nine home runs and 158 at bats and he's got five stolen bases. So like that's a valuable that's a valuable fantasy baseball player, isn't he? Yeah, 9.5 percent barrel rate this year. He was at 13.3 percent last year in a really small amount of playing time. Can steal some bases, draws a decent number of walks, doesn't have too much swing and miss in his game. I actually think if you're the, the Brewers and teams are looking for a major league ready player back in the return, you know, more for a rental or for like a, a B-level sort of addition to the roster. Taylor's the kind of guy you may have to trade to get help somewhere else. But isn't Lorenzo Cain, wouldn't Lorenzo Cain maybe, is he in the last year of his contract? I think Cain's got one more uh, year. I think it was through 2022. Dude, those outfield, those old outfielder contracts are just deadly because Lorenzo Cain has not earned his money in Milwaukee. Right? Well, the the problem, I, he, earned a lot of, he earned a lot of that deal in, in the very beginning. It, it's it's kind of the predictable sort of curve when you sign a player to a four or five year deal at that stage of his career, you might get of that five year deal, you might get two and a half years worth of value in year one, you might get a year's worth of value in year two, and you're just scrambling to get the remaining year and a half worth of production over the final three years. Like Yes, I, I those 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 contracts don't make any sense. You know, the Charlie Blackman contracts. It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I like Tyrone Taylor. I mean, I just think every every week I'm like, oh, let's pick up Tyrone Taylor again. 
And you know, and then we're like, oh, we gotta drop somebody. All right, Tyron Taylor. But it feels like Tyron Taylor could be a player, you know, a long term. Yeah. Well, and the good news is for them, because they can option him down, they don't have to trade him. They can stash him and make a decision in the offseason and figure out how they wanna balance the roster out then. But Definitely has some interesting things he's doing. You know, a pedigree guy that took a long time to develop as a high school player, but looks like he's going to stick around and have some kind of role. It is fun. You know, I was thinking about something, Nando. You were like, how do you how do you have time for all this stuff? Right? Yeah. You yeah. asked me last week. Like, how do you have time? You do a lot. To me, it's all about box scores. Like, I just look at the box scores. I look at the lineups before the games to see who's playing, right? And then after that, I look at the box scores after the games. And if, if something kind of pops out at me i may go watch the video of it or a big thing to do is watching the condensed games you can watch a whole three hour and 30 minute game in four minutes and 59 seconds and you can see everything that happened and you can really see how the pitchers are pitching that's that's the big thing for me is watching well all of it watching the pitchers pitch and watching the hitters hit and seeing who's got comfortable who looks confident who looks scared you know that that's a really big thing so if you have the mlb app if you don't get it please it's worth it i think it's half price at this point maybe you know 40 bucks for the rest of the season if you haven't ever tried it i would highly recommend it i really would and it's all there it's all there for you it's all there i dropped <laughs> albert <laughs> pool <laughs> go ahead sorry i, go I ahead. dropped albert i dropped albert pools in al in al labor this week to put um uh andy abanez into the lineup and um, and that's the end of his AL labor career. I mean, he's been in AL labor for 10 years. And now I was thinking about, man, maybe I'll trade him. I was like, who wants him? He's, he's only playing two days a week at most. And he gets a, you know, occasional pinch hit here or there. He's, he's done fine. He's done well. He's filled the spot, but you know, now I got a guy who's going to play every day. So that's what you're looking for in, in only leagues, just at bats, at bats, at bats, at bats in all leagues, just get at bats. You need him. By the way, I totally forgot, uh, to follow up on the score sheet draft. Of, I don't know why this popped oh, into yeah. my head. You guys said a player who went in the draft. I'm like, oh yeah, let, let me. I forgot about that. Let me pull that up. How did that go for you? You got you got Marcelo Mayer. I got Max Mayer. We're good. <laughs> Marcelo Mayer. Henry Davis. You got Marcelo. Henry Davis what, went first. What was the? Yeah, all right, I get that. I had four. I had number four. So Henry Davis went first. Yep. Uh, Kumar Rocker went second. Yeah, I told you, man. Exactly. I told you it was going to happen. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no. Hey, it's fine. I'm, I'm a fan, but didn't need to do that. But go ahead. Who's next? Juan Lagares went third. Yeah, come on. And then I got Seriously? Marcelo Mayer. That you know that <sighs> might have been uh, someone who wasn't checking his emails and didn't change his queue because this on score sheet you go oh. by queues. Yeah, uh, he didn't. Well. He didn't pop in and say anything. But I think someone replied all of some of that. Anyway. So that's good for you. Yeah, it fell you to me. get Marcelo Mayer. And then huge, huge for you. Yeah. And then Khalil Watson, Jack Leiter, and Jordan Lawler. Uh, and then Brady. Yep, that's Hubs. how it goes. Yep, that's pretty much how I would do it. And then pretty in the much. middle of it all, I traded. You know, I, got, I traded for David Garcia. Um, so I'm going to rebuild. <laughs> I got to rebuild. Hey, what'd you give up? Uh, Lourdes Guriel and Yerkson Profar. Wait, and wait, then wait, we wait. and then we swapped around 43 picks. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You, you can only look at the You have this is like a forty man roster. I can only keep ten year to year, and I can keep okay. unlimited rookies. And David Garcia, and David Garcia is technically still in the minors. So okay, all right, not bad, I not bad. That. That kind but, of, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, not, not great, but that's fine. Probably could do better than Davey, but I'm, I'm down on Davey Garcia right now. I, you know, trading trading is fun. Can we can we now talk about the Fred Zinke, Ariel Cohen? No, we got to go. Time's up. And we're done. No. Go ahead, but um, only if you do a Fred Zinke voice while you're doing this. Fred Zinke, for, I don't want to do a Fred Zinke voice because I'd have to work on it first. You but get Fred, a tough Canadian spoke, accent, right? It's, it's he's very you. much about, I mean, his about is huge. Yeah. When you're thinking about it all, it's really about about. Um, but, you know, Ariel is talking about, basically, I'm not going to do Ariel's voice. It's too early in the morning. But Ariel. No, uh, you've already done it. I know. You don't even know he, when you're doing it anymore. <laughs> you did like 10 show. minutes of his voice at the start of the show. You know, that George Washington, Ariel Cohen thing, <laughs> that thing works even if you don't know what the hell fantasy baseball is. I yeah, it. I think it does. I, it really does. I played it for my agent, and then I played it for a buddy of mine last night who doesn't know anything about Ariel Cohen or fantasy baseball. I was like, he was like, "How are things going with fantasy baseball?" I was like, "Oh, you want to hear something funny?" It, it really does. That was that was uh, if you if you haven't listened to it, I believe it was the June 29th show where Nando was on vacation and uh, Ariel was our guest, and after it was a, like a post credit scene from the Avengers. It was a post credit like four minutes. That is uh, pretty funny. So, yeah, I, I just love doing R.L. Cohen. And listening to R.L. Cohen and Fred Zinke on Beat the Shift was so much fun because it's like, I just like listening to the guy's voice, R.L. I just I, I just like listening to him talk. It just makes me laugh. It just makes me laugh all the time. But his point was that if you're well ahead in a league, you should not be able to trade with other teams in the league that are in the bottom third. Because as an actuary, you really have to make sure that both people have opportunities to have value. And there's no chance for someone in the bottom third of the league at this point to come back and find their way into the money. So really, it's it, it kind of sets you up for collusion. That used to be a Tout Wars Zinke, rule, by the way. That was a Tout Wars rule. Tout Wars. It's unbelievable. You can only trade um, within four, four places of you, I think it was. Is that what it was? Four, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. So well, fees choice. So Sophie's Sophie's choice exactly. It's Sophie's choice. Um, no, no, no. But but that's no longer a rule in Tower Wars. I know that for a fact. And and Fred is very much on the other side of this. He's like, no. If someone's in last place and they don't want to, and they're an expert. He said in a home league it's different, but an expert league you don't want to finish in last place in an expert league. And if you have that pride, you should be able to play all the way through the season. As long as you know people aren't just giving players away, you should be able to make a trade. So I'm curious, DVR first and then Nando second. DVR, what do you think of this argument? Yeah, situations are kind of key here. I mean, I think in the keeper and dynasty league, obviously you can play for the totally future, different. so it's less of an issue. But in a redraft league, finishing last is embarrassing in any league, even if you're playing with your friends. Being in last is bad. Sometimes there's a punishment for being in last. Sometimes you pay a double entry fee, right? So avoiding that, like if you are, if you're in a battle to not finish last, and the payment, or the, the penalty is a double payment for the league that year, you should be able to trade with anybody to avoid that payment. Absolutely. You should not have your options cut off at all. If there are absolutely no incentives or disincentives to finishing in the bottom. It gets a little bit slippery. I mean, if Scott Engel or Siege or Alex Chamberlain, the bottom three teams in Tower Wars, I'm not calling them out right now, just, just saying like, if any of those three teams made a trade with Wrath or Jeff Zimmerman, would it be foul play? Like, I, I don't That's think so because I, I think in that league, the incentive is to not lose fab for the future seasons. Mm-hmm. All those guys want to have a full fab budget next year. That's their incentive to keep making pickups. Absolutely. It's their incentive to make trades. So, I think it comes down to how you structure your league. And again, I apologize for calling out 
three names of guys who are struggling this year. Injuries have been brutal and we can stuff have, happens. We can have DVRP pros out. Don't worry. Yeah, maybe I'll beep it out. But, I, I you know, whatever. I, I've been down there before, and you're just hoping to salvage something. So I think this this comes back to the commissioner. Like, make sure that there is a reason for every team in your league to play as long as possible. And I understand, yes, Ariel's right. You're not going to win a league right now if you're bottom three, bottom five in a 12 or 15 team league, unless the standings are weirdly compact, you're just, you're kind of done. So you need something to play for, whether that's, you know, second half prizes or future considerations. I don't care what it is. It needs to be there because then it it keeps all those lines open for possible trades and and reduces the, the collusion concerns. Nando. And then I have an interesting, uh, something that somebody brought up about how to build a dynasty league. Nando, uh, what do you think? I've, I've been there. Uh, you know, I, I play very aggressively. So when I take swings and misses, you know, I, I land like 10th, 11th, 12th, whatever. Um, but I like playing for the whole season. So I don't, you know, like I've made trades with Fred and I made trades with Pianowski. I think when they were like one and two, um, but yeah, I always make sure they're fair. But I mean, it's like, you are just going to stop playing when it's August because you can't trade with somebody. So yeah. I don't know, you know, like it's, it's, it's a weird thing. I don't mind it. It is a weird thing. It's a weird thing because I'm trying to figure out, you know, who can I trade with? I want to keep moving. I want to keep working. That's it. That's it. Like, I, I just like, even like if I'm crappy and I, you know, I got 45 total points, I still like churning my roster. It's just fun. It's a game for me. You know, like you don't stop playing Monopoly. Yeah, I agree. Right? You just keep rolling the dice, man. Yo, keep rolling the dice. And look, the first place so, team comes to me with a trade offer. The, you know, the second place team react, you know? Like man up yeah. instead of complaining about it and just make a trade yourself. I made a trade in XFL. Steve Gardner and I made a trade. Did you see that trade we made yesterday, DBR? Two days ago? Yesterday. I yesterday. did see it barely because yesterday was a little hairy. That's like when yeah, someone yeah, says yeah, they've sure. seen a little bit of the movie. <laughs> I've seen parts. I've seen, parts I've, seen, I've seen a little bit of most movies. I've seen a little bit of just about every movie, but I've only watched about three movies start to finish. Yeah. Pretty much. Happy it. Gilmore, of course. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, one and Tommy two. Boy, and yeah. Caddyshack. That's it. Caddyshack. All. Oh, no, it's four movies, five, five movies. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, uh, and uh, the <laughs> D2 Mighty Ducks. Is that right? And all of the Secret Red Shoe Diaries. Is that really Secret of the Ooze? Is that true? I'm pretty sure well, that's you should right. know this. You're in the that industry. so funny. Yo, I, uh, being in the industry, I'm going to just tell you, finish the Avengers last night, uh, this week. Finish the whole thing. Such a huge yes. Such a huge yes. If you haven't done it yet, it's definitely worth a ride because th- some of those movies are really good. And, <laughs> and also Tom make sure you Holland. try this thing called Coca-Cola, everyone, just in case you haven't done that yet. <laughs> yeah, but there are other people who are dumb like me who are like, yeah, I don't really want to watch those movies. I, we watched every single one of them, and they're they're not all great, but overall, it's uh, we finished Avengers Endgame. What a great movie that was! Oh my god, that was that was a phenomenal movie. Okay, now Dynasty Baseball setup of a league. You know, I didn't like this Endgame. is one. Really? Oh, I loved it. it was so good. Time travel stuff. Very funny. Matthew Very, Barry. Oh, just Matthew Barry. He's in it. He's in oh, Avengers man. Endgame. Oh, well, we'll talk about this off here. You didn't know that? I did not know that. All right. So uh, that's pretty funny. Okay. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. No, so Dynasty League set up. I'm thinking about starting a Dynasty League in this offseason with just the best Dynasty players in the game. Like if I, you had to have played with me in a Dynasty League and you could never have been taken by, a, by me in a trade. Like that's the deal. Who are your top and five you're people, inviting? Who are the first five you're inviting? Let me let me do this first, and if we have time at the end, I'll I'll, I'll think that through. What I'm thinking is, so let's say it's a hundred dollar buy-in, might be more, but let's say it's a hundred dollar buy-in. If you come in last place, you have to pay four hundred dollars. If you come in second to last place, like real penalties for finishing at the bottom. So if you want to tank for three seasons, you're going to have to invest twelve hundred dollars into the league before you can start winning back. I don't like that. Okay. I love it. What if you want to rebuild? You got to pay more to rebuild? You yeah. have to actually rebuild faster. You have to rebuild in a yep. way that's smart. Yep. Well, you, you don't control your own destiny. People don't want to trade. You don't have to be. You can just pay the money. You could just, you can pay the money, but like you can't, you can, you can have your roster set. Like one thing is like people get mad. I'm like, well, I want to put minor leaguers in my major league slots. And it's like, well, you shouldn't really be able to do that. Like in some leagues, like devil's rejects, there are guys who have zero points, literally zero points. And they're just sort of, which doesn't make any sense in that league because the draft doesn't matter, but that that's how they're, they're going about it. They're, they're sort of just, you know, I'm just in full tank mode and, and I've done certain, I, I've actually never done it quite like that but people do do that where they're like i'm just not going to play for the first three seasons and then i get to dominate it's the tom trudeau tom trudeau is the one who who is most famous for doing this and does it most uh, largely most successfully i want to penalize that hard to make it so that you have to play the game you know you have to play the game you can't you can't just wait four years because that's not realistic or or positive so dvr you like that very much i like that a lot and i i wish Real baseball actually had more consequences for having a crap team year over year, right? I wish the Rockies and the Pirates, I wish right. Dick Monfort and Bob Nutting had actual consequences Ooh, for running lousy teams. Look at 
And because in every other facet of business and just about every other facet of life, when you are bad at something, there is a consequence. It costs you something. Why not have that? I, I think the Trudeau method is a great method. It obviously works. I think I don't, you're in a dynasty league. Part of it is finishing last. No, 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 no. That's that. That's the, the incentive should always be to win. Like that should always be yeah. the incentive. The incentive should never. It should never be better to be completely just ignoring a season. Like, I realize you can have a future-forward sort of approach, but to completely strip it down like that, and maybe it takes longer to rebuild, but maybe everybody would be a, a lot more careful about the moves they make and a lot more aggressive just trying to win now if there was a steep penalty for finishing in the bottom. And the, the incentive, I mean, you, you take away the incentive. If, if everyone's paying the same entry fee and it's reasonably low, 100 bucks, whatever, Three years where you pay a hundred bucks to then come back and, and win two K. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's the right choice. Absolutely. Like if, you, if you're not going to win right away, that makes a lot of sense financially. But if you sink twelve hundred bucks, or if you make it five hundred for the penalty, you sink fifteen hundred bucks into the league the first three years yeah. to maybe win two K in year four. That's a pretty tough road to choose to go down. There's there there are no guarantees, and I think it finally balances things out in a way where most of the league is going to be trying to win nearly all the time. And I think that's a better long-term way to play. 14th place plays 400. Uh, 13th place plays 300. And this is just penalty. 12th place pills 200, then 100. And then, or or something like the person who comes in last pays 500. Then the next three pay 300. Then the next three pay 200. Then the person who comes in eighth place gets nothing. And the person who comes in seventh place gets 100, gets their money back, you know? Yeah, you said to pay the, some the, money back a little lower into the yeah, table. Absolutely. And then that's what you do. Then, because then every single move, every single deadline, every single time you have to do something to make your team better, if you do it, you can be rewarded. If you don't, you could be punished. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are going to be people who I call and I say, hey, you want to join this league? And they go, not under those rules. And they'll say, okay, thanks, bye. And I'll go on to the next person. That's how it is. You know, I, I wonder if you have to have... I, I, can you have open trading all year in that league? Is there anything about that that needs to be modified? What do you mean open trading all year? I mean, I think there should still be a trade deadline, August fifteenth or August thirty first, in the in the regular season. I think trade deadlines are good in a way because it 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 makes activity happen coming up to that deadline. Because then it's like, well, I'm not going to be able to trade for another two months. Let me do this. You know what I mean? Actually, I think August thirty first is too late. I think August fifteenth is better. That's what I think. I think that's it. Yeah. If, if I were setting it personally, that's where I would set it. August 15th. Because I think July 31st is a little early, but August 31st is too late. You know, August 15th. I think it's a, you know, it's just right. Just right. Okay. So what else do we have? How do you pass the time with 30 plus hours in the car? No, no. Uh, I call everybody. That's what I, when I, when I moved to Florida and it was like a, I think a 20 hour drive, I just called a ton of people. And then I made, you know, I burned CDs. Yeah, a- I don't know, DVR, you got a CD burner? <laughs> yeah, this, this was 2012. I got a CD burner somewhere. <laughs> it's, worth, it's worth the investment. I couldn't tell. Based 30 on hours the in the choice car. Of 30 hours in the car. Using. I, now I understand. I, I, at first I was like, is this just you going back and forth between Syracuse? But no, you're talking about DVR and his better DVR half put this driving in. across the country. Oh, all right. How do you pass? Oh, sorry. It's such a non. Are you going to see Mount Rushmore? Like you gonna are, thirty plus? Are you gonna do like a whole let's stop somewhere and do like these cool kitschy things? Uh, we've got Hazel, so we really just need to do as much driving as we can each day without getting 
totally sick of it. And hopefully seven to eight hours a day, we'll get there on day five. Wow. God, it's like the worst. That's a long time. Are you guys going to split the driving? Maybe. I might just do it all. Right. So do you have headphones? I mean, do, do you, can you drive with headphones? Because that's what I would do. I would listen to podcasts, maybe a yeah, book on ignore tape. Ignore your wife. And call, your, call, call me. Call, nobody wants to talk in a car. Do you really want to talk in a car for the whole time? Let her yeah. read a book. Let her listen to podcasts. Let her watch movies on Netflix. Let her watch Midnight Run. Yeah, you can download that. movies. She on could tell me about it. She could. She could like narrate what's happening. She could, <laughs> this is the funny moment where Charles Grodin says, "How much is coffee? Forty-eight cents. How much is tea? Forty-eight cents. <laughs> I have the tea. Best. My maybe my favorite moment in that movie." You'll see it one day. Yeah, we figured uh, like a murder mystery podcast or you know, yeah, books on tape. I mean, that'll, that'll fill some of the time, but we need some other other ways to, I guess, divert our minds from especially the first two days. I mean, you're leaving Wisconsin and driving mostly on I-80 through Iowa and Nebraska, you know, a lot of states that are not as picturesque and or are very flat and straight stretches of highway. You need something to just keep your, your brain turned on, right? So... Uh, I, I think we need, I don't know, cross, can you do crosswords? Can I do a cross? Can she fill in the crossword? Sure, yeah, that's a good thing to do. Like, are those going to help? Like, like, what other puzzles and games and stuff can you do to pass all that time, I, aside from, yeah, podcasts and different things? When I do the drive, up. I mean, I've got kids in the back, uh, but when I'm going to do a long drive these days, I literally do put in my headphones and let them just watch a movie in the back seat. and Nicole looks at her phone, and I just listen to, like, stuff that I need to listen to anyway. And, and it's, it's very pleasant, very pleasurable, very positive. I just think having your own individual experiences is positive or rent a Tesla and let, let it drive you across the country. Would love to do that. We'll hopefully do that on the way home after uh, winning the lottery and, or uh, <laughs> cashing in big out West. Yeah. Cash in, cash in baby. Hey, and you get to move to California. It's a great thing, man. I living in California for three years. I lived in California twice, once for two years, doing bowl the original bowl and then once for three years doing the other and bowl just was awesome uh no that was in new york um the but it was it was just wonderful man i love living in california it was really probably our i don't know now's a pretty darn happy time too but i'd, I'd say that was a really really happy and, and fruitful time fruitful because of the farmer's markets yeah el fresco dining too yeah man it's it's really good you're gonna you're gonna really like it for however long you guys are there if it's two years three years 10 years 25 years you never move back you and eno just doing live shows together oh, yeah we're gonna be left in the dust yeah. completely no nah, we'll be fine poor guy he's got to get up even earlier but dvr gets up early we may have to we may have to shift things all right last couple of questions just real on the baseball front harold castro just one thing i want to say Harold castro is a really good player to pick up in daily leagues and also in leagues where you're making changes on Fridays. And the reason is because he can play literally, he has eligibility everywhere, but catcher. And that's fun to see. He's got first base, second base, shortstop, third base outfield. That's very rare. He's got it. Just somebody, especially in daily leagues. I picked up Harold Castro in GDD. And can I talk about how stupid I am? Oh my God. So yesterday I'm going through and GDD is a daily league. I have Shohei Otani with Robert Mershak. Oh, and neither one of us put him into the pitcher. We kept him as the DH. Oh my God, we're dumb. 
Uh, mostly me. I'll take full responsibility. But it's just moments like that in fantasy baseball. And then he goes out. I had him going in TGFBI. So he's pitching. He's pitching twice this week. A lot of good hitting. Lost glass now in TGFBI. So put Otani down into the pitcher's slot for the last two weeks. Because supposed to have a two-start week last week. Supposed to have a two-start week this week. So we're doing it. So we got the, got the positive stats there. But I'm so mad at myself in GDD. You know, it's just so stupid. Because we lost glass now there too. Ugh. Just... I just had to admit it. Just admit it. I was like, what's wrong? I'm like, oh, I'm just dumb. She was like, yeah, I know, but why now? <laughs> what is it this time? <laughs> right. <laughs> Honey, it's Shoei Otani. She's like, you forgot to put him in as a pitcher? Yes, I did. That's terrible, honey. I'm so sorry. How many How many weeks do you think people made the, that mistake? It was, it's not a week. It's just uh, a daily. Oh, so oh, yeah. like, I could have just put him down into... Into the pitcher. I, I was just thinking weekly for the day, Getting into and that then routine, put back to the like, it's a it's a routine you have to kind of get into mentally. Yeah, the schedule's not every fifth day, right? It's every sixth day for him. No, so I just I just different. was like, oh, GDD is a daily. No, we're all set. We're fine. And Rob was like, oh, it's a daily. We got that. Let's look at the other leagues that we work on together. Ugh, just just ridiculous. But so be it. Stuff happens. So let's say this: when you make that kind of mistake, I'm saying this to myself: try to forgive yourself because it's part. It's a long season, and mistakes happen. They just do. Things like that. But I still do want to know, like, if you're an Otani manager and you you can only use him yeah. in one spot, you're in a weekly league, and you have to choose between pitching and hitting and pitching and hitting. Like, it seems like you could make some the wrong choice, but it's not a bad choice, right? Like, it seems like every week has been good for him no matter where you have him. There was one week that I moved him into the hitters, into the pitchers. Mostly he's lived in the hitters. So out of the 17 weeks so far, I would say 14 of the weeks I've gone hitter, at least, maybe even 15. There was one week he went pitcher. He was supposed to pitch twice that week. He gave up like eight runs and like inning and a third. It was the only bad start he had all season. And then didn't pitch the second start and hit like five home runs. So that was disappointing. But the the excitement of being able to say, you know what? We are killing hitting in TGFBI. We're doing really good. We're doing really well. Let's instead of starting Alec Mills this week as a pitcher, let's put Jamer Candelario into the util spot and move Otani down to pitcher. It's really fun. I still think they should figure out a way that you should be able to use Otani both as a pitcher and a hitter. I really do. I've been saying that for years. I feel passionate about it. I own him in two of my three dynasty leagues. Um, but still. It's it's still just remarkably fun to have Shohei Otani on your team. He he will be there's some here. You guys can help me decide this as we as we wrap this up. Uh, we're just going to look at the top five on the dynasty rankings, okay? And I want to get your your vibe on this. As of right now, I have it set as Tatis, Acuna, Soto, Otani, Guerrero, then Turner. I love Turner. Uh, Turner's awesome, but I think everyone overrates Turner. Turner's awesome. No, right. they don't. He's. I think they underrate yeah. him sometimes because the power is actually. He's got 16 home runs and he's got like 25 stolen bases, and he's hitting like. Yeah, and it's not I mean, fluky. It, it no, was something I noticed either last off season or maybe two off seasons ago. Like there was a because he's hurt so much that the counting stats don't jump off the page, but. Yeah, the power is he's got, he's good, and the underlying numbers sort of back it up. 320, too. 65 runs, 18 home runs, 49 RBI, and 21 stolen bases. That's that's maybe as good as you're going to find. I mean, you can make an argument he can go top five. You really could. I mean, and and it's a shortstop. It's, it's a remarkable profile. I mean, he's running. So Tatis won, Acuna two, Soto three, Otani four, 
Guerrero five. Cushing <sighs> says that Guerrero needs to go over Otani. I want to just be bold and make Otani number one overall. I had him number one overall for a couple of minutes, but then um, they struggled a little bit coming out of the all-star break. And I was just like, I don't know. Do I really, would I really not take Tatis over him or Acuna partially? And here's why is because he doesn't play a position. He's, he does lock up the util spot, which is fine. And they couldn't have a better util player, but Tatis Acuna and Soto. I don't know. They're also, they're also five years younger than him. So that was, that was, I remember you remember back like last year when I had Otani at 28 and everyone's like, you're an idiot. I'm like, I don't know. I don't think so. I think he's going to be kind of remarkable and special. But now the question, here's a question. Who do you have Otani or Guerrero? Not, uh, well, it's got to be. I mean, Otani can pitch and hit for you and he's not doing that stupid uh, days off around his pitching. So you're getting an all-star at two positions. I guess like there are little tweaks and nuances for the type of your league and whatever, whatever, but you can only use them in one spot. Yeah, but you can move. I mean, this is a weekly roto five by five. You can yes, choose you can. to get and, points and to have done points wherever you need them. Yeah, which is huge at this time of the season. Absolutely. Okay, so you've got it as Otani. Great. And I love Vlad. Okay, I'm like the biggest. How I, I would maybe actually go Otani, Vlad, Tatis, Acuna, Soto. No, I wouldn't. Okay. I would do Otani, Acuna, Vlad, Tatis, Soto. That's what I would do. Tatis has to be number one at this point. I mean, he's just so dominant. The guy's just so he's he's just otherworldly. At good. some point, that injury's got to catch up to him. It's true. I mean, Acuna. I mean, having Acuna number two is it could be construed as dangerous because of the injury. The injury is bad. That's a bad injury. It might that might hurt him, but he's still so young. DVR, what do you got? I think Soto's better than Vlad. Yeah, that's how I have it. They're, they're in the same cluster, but I, know, I, I, I agree. Do have Soto over Vlad for sure. So do I. I, I think. I'd go Tatis, Soto, Vlad, Otani, Acuna. Wow. Acuna's got to come back from the injury. Like I, that's not a that's not a nothing burger injury. No, that's it's a real not. injury. It's a real injury. You're right. You're right. I don't know what a nothing burger is exactly. Is that Mount California alternative. By the way, is there something? Uh, is this an expression? It's a solve all for everything. Have you heard that before? Yeah, somewhere I don't remember where I heard it. So a friend of mine just said that yesterday. I was like, that's very good. It's like part of a movie. I solve watched, all. I think. It's a solve all. It's like, wow, that's a really good line. Sorry, you have it. Tatis, Soto, Vlad, Otani, Otani, Acuna. I think here's here's the thing with Otani, and maybe this is where Cushing was coming from too. Otani's a little older than these guys. Yeah, he's 27, he is. and I think the the way he's doing both of these things. We have to wonder, like, is he more likely to break, right? Shoulder, elbow, something. One will impact the other. If he hurts his oblique while hitting, he's not going to be able to pitch, right? Like, there's there's so many ways for him to get hurt. There, there's elevated injury risk, but I think the bigger the bigger thing is the five-year difference in age between a lot of those other guys and Otani. Four to five different, four to five years difference for that entire group versus Otani at this point. Yeah, all right. Well, okay. But then, you know what's crazy yeah. is the uh, the trade we made a couple of years ago in RDI. Rest in peace, by the way. Yeah, rest in peace. Uh, the Scherzer Otani deal—they're both still really good. Like Otani was kind of a buy low window based on what was happening then. Uh-huh. Scherzer is still pitching really well. Like if we were still playing that league out, I think we'd both be pretty happy with that deal. No, we wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, we wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Hey, come on. No, you'd have you'd have a top three, top five pitcher still going. No. 
No, I didn't like that trade at the time. I loved getting Otani from Matt Modica in that trade uh, for Carlos Carrasco, I think it was. Um, but no, no, no. Otani, Otani, we were we were in a win. We were going for the victory. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. We ended up in second place. Rest in peace. Uh, no, Otani is Otani is just just phenomenal. Just a phenomenal player. And and I guess the only thing I'm looking at is I, to me, there's a top six because I think Trey Turner, it belongs in this conversation. And then right below that, I have Bichette and then Trout, Devers, Jose Ramirez. That needs a little bit more adjustment, I think. I think I got to move Devers up even higher for gosh sakes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's tough. Hey, you get to take a couple days. Hand it in whenever you'd like. All right, yeah. thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, you know, I mean, people people like looking at. I like looking at dynasty lists. It's Where's fun. Joe Adele? It's fun, but you want to get it right. Joe Adele, Joe crazy Adele, that he's crazy yeah. that it's going to be August and Joe Adele's still in the minors. Eighty-two. He's eighty-two. Uh, yeah, I have him like fifteen. Oh, we didn't talk about that. Can we talk about this last little thing on the show? Did you guys see what happened with Javier Baez last night? Saw that everywhere. Ooh, did you we see need more of that? No, nah, I didn't get a chance to watch quick pitches more this morning. Just check your Twitter timeline. Everyone G- who's, you know, baseball cognoscenti. DBR, DBR, just pull it up right now. It'll take you 15 seconds. So, And while you're doing that, I'm going to give the background on what happened. So Garrett and Baez have um, – oh, the Ron Chandler email finally came through. Um, they, they, <laughs> they have Steve bad McCaffrey's history together. Again. They don't like each other. No, no, no. Chandler's saying time to sell in XFL. It's like, yeah, all right. Um, maybe I'll buy something. Uh the so those two guys do not like each other amir garrett and javier baez they really don't like each other and they've got bad blood baez comes up he's got a bit of a bad heel which had him out of the lineup he comes up as a pinch hitter bases loaded one out i want to say in the bottom of the ninth hits a long fly ball to center field and then rowboats his ass to first base looking at garrett the entire time I mean, it was DVR. Have you seen it now? Nope. Still can't find it. I'm sorry. On Twitter, just put in Javier Baez. Baez. Yeah, I did. Nothing came up. Baez Garrett. Under videos. New column. Under videos. That is how you Google. Go to bing.com. No, it's right here. It's right here. So he hits the ball, and then he just, I mean, literally, I've never seen this before. Rowboats. He took the, he took the first step toward Garrett, yeah, too. and now look at him. He's rowing the boat towards first base. I- <laughs> <laughs> we need more of that. Do you? Okay. You know what? I, the reason the reason why I think it's okay, I, I think Amir Garrett plays the same way. Yes, though. he does. Like, I, I, think, I think they both, those are two guys that will just, wear their emotions outwardly right and i think that's good i I, i'm i'm okay with this okay i'm good with it too and the only uh the only problem is if someone comes back and hits javier Baez. yeah that's the part of the game that i've wanted to change for forever like i I just think it's that's a dumb reaction i think when jesse winker or somebody on the reds homers next off of the cubs he should have some other celebration right you could you can have a little fun. This is this is the professional level. It is okay, right? Ian, if one of your little league kids does that after mashing a tater off some twelve year old, that that's you know probably not appropriate. Big difference. But like this, this is okay. These are professionals. They can do this. 
Yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. What do you think? I mean, I, you let me know I, when you're, if you're ready to go. I don't know. If, you know unless you have. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm fine. I unless no there's out. something else on Twitter that you saw this morning that you want to talk about, that's fine. Yeah, there's one more thing. Yeah, I just saw that there's some weird George Washington thing happening on Twitter. Right <laughs> okay, you should be saying. No, it's, it, it was just a little bizarre. Like, Ian Khan is doing this. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Um, no, that's it. I think that's it. I think that's it. I think that's it. I think that's it. Anybody well, no, want anything else? Ian Khan little... is doing on Twitter. No, 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 don't do that. It's it's in my notification. Somebody made a little doll of me as George Washington, and it says I received a request for Ian Khan as George Washington from Turn holding his brother Lawrence Washington's pocket watch. That was a good right? idea. That's good. And I'm like, I didn't. And then someone says, This is good. Ian is lucky. And like, I didn't. And I'm like, piece of me wants to write back. Like, I didn't. That's not for me. Like, I didn't. That's not for me. I didn't ask for that. Someone else asked for that. But then I'm like, I'm not really gonna do that because then it just starts a Oh, Ian, well, how are things? On May 18th, 2015, Becky wrote, I love what they're doing with George Washington on the show. Ian Khan is killing it. No, Does that no, make you that's feel not, good? That's, this was, no, it's, yeah, sure. Yeah, you know what makes me feel feel really good is doing the Tuesday show with my guys. If I am in town, if I'm not leaving town, because it looks like we may not leave town because of the Delta variant, then I will very happily be doing our show next week and the following week. Because who doesn't want to do the show? Miss it without DVR, but hey, I get to meet Tim. That'll be fun. And maybe Gene McCaffrey, who's very smart. Very helpful, he's actually. He's just, I love, you know what it is about Gene? Like, yeah. the way he thinks. I just, I read his stuff and I'm like, yes. Like, this is what I want to. So nothing's <laughs> coming up for Ian Con Dahl on Twitter. So we'll have to do this after the show. When it's, I'm more focused. It, yeah, it's totally fine. Because yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll order one. I would, okay, cool. I would like to see you. I want a doll of you handing the watch to William. Yeah. yeah, that's right. right. Look at you. You really did watch know, the man. I'm show. really into it. Did you finish no, it, by we, the way? We, uh, we did you finish can't it or? watch it because the kids have weird sleep schedules. So we're running into okay. some issues. Hey, but, you're in season four. but you're in season four and you're riding towards the end. The end I of the know. show is really the end of the show. A lot of Ian. It's the end Ian of the, heavy. The, last, the, the end of the show is really fun. It's really it's kind of cool. It's, it's worth it when you get to the end. It's like, wow, holy smoke. And tell you what, man, I don't want to spoil so. it anymore. But now that I've had a step back, I get like Simcoe is just like amazing. I know he's I know he's a yeah. villain. Hello, but like he like he's so he smart. He's the best. He's the best. He's the best character on the show. By to me, the best character on the show. I, that's my opinion. My opinion is he's the most compelling from the very first moment I saw him. I was like, what the like this? It's one of the fun things that actors get to do. Is like, what the hell are you doing? Oh my god, you're getting away with that. That's like hello, hello Nando. So I'm so delighted that you like the show. I hope that you have a good time as you finish the show and see how things end up it's for so me. Great. Just watch, really him, great. him watching he's things one of my is amazing. Best yeah. Oh, t- that is. Yeah, he's 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 freaking. And he was a counterpart. Genius. Like that's who knew. The actor. What? Yeah, was a he's counterpart. a counterpart. Another one. Of yeah, no, he's great. He's great, and a, and a great great friend. Really, one of my closest friends in the world. I mean, I love him. I love him. That's great. Brother. That's great. All right, we gotta go. Yeah. Uh, no, no, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, really gush, gush a little more about it, show. and then we'll go. No, that's it. I'm done. Yeah. Right. Yep, we got to go. Uh, for the man who's about to discover why audio crosswords never took off, Derek Van Riper. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to get the blocks <laughs> in your mind when you can only hear the clues, right? I think that's, I think that's part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> audio word search. Google it. <laughs> 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 I can you imagine? Find 
Find some. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to make one of those for me before I leave. <laughs> I will. <laughs> for the man who now doesn't even know when he's doing Ariel Cohen voices anymore and is the first 10 minutes of a Twilight Zone episode, Ian Well, it's really true. And, you know, if they did a Twilight Zone show about me, I think that'd be really smart. Because, frankly, who's more interesting than me? I feel bad. I said Ariel. I know it's Ariel. I know it's Ariel. I don't know why. Anyway. We got to go. Thank you all for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this show, which is kind of all over the place. And that's why we love it. (laughs) Bye. Good talk. Good talk. You stole my (laughs) vibe. You stole my vibe.